Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded, July 2023's monthly reflection episode. If this is your first episode of Stay Grounded, welcome. Every single month, I take time to reflect on my highs, my lows, the big events, the big challenges, the big perspectives, and synthesize all of that information into useful perspectives and lessons that you can carry forward into your life to create more meaning, more fulfillment, more joy, more ease, more grace, and so on and so forth. This has been a practice that I've been doing for almost four years now, and it's been one of the most powerful and healing practices I've been able to develop. And, you know, this month was uh, a portal, to be honest. Like, I've had a lot of changes happening in my life recently, and one of the things I'm just getting so much better at is this this idea of surrendering to life surrender and, and really like feeling the medicine in that like you know when we're trying to control things and make things happen and move things at a timeline that's like what we think is supposed to be happening i think we lose sight of the ease that's possible when we just align with the universe with god with whatever's showing up and so this month was a lot of practice and surrender a lot of allowing myself to um, let go of aspects of my things I'm attached to, whether it's work stuff or uh, relational stuff or um, yeah, just perspectives that are that are not allowing me to live into fullness and and love. It was just a really, really, really powerful month of learning to and and actually giving myself a lot of credit. Like I feel like I've been on this journey for four something years now, and to see how far I've come. You know, this is the first official sort of episode of season two of Stay Grounded. And so just all of it right now, like I feel like closing out season one and beginning season two and July was like a month of a lot of that. It was like, okay, let's say goodbye and let's step into like who Raj really is fully and own that. That's a lot of what we discuss on this week's episode. So lots of, uh, lots of goodness. This was just a really, really, really potent, potent, potent episode with lots of lessons and i love you guys and um that's all i got um the episodes are now on youtube as well so that's a new thing that's a part of season two so uh, you can listen to on all the podcast apps um, and you can head to youtube and just look up raj jana stay grounded and uh and um you should be able to find uh this episode where you get to see me actually talk live um, so however you choose to listen to the show or watch the show now, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And, um, it really means a lot that you're along for this ride and that you've honestly given me, um, just such a, an opportunity to share myself, my, my life, um, the things that are important to me. Um, and I love hearing your messages. So if anything that I say on the episode lands for you, please reach out. Let me know. I want to hear from you. All right. Sending you lots of love. I hope you enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here is July's monthly reflection episode with my dear friend, Georgina. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. 
What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special episode, July's monthly reflection episode of Stay Grounded with my dear friend, Georgina. Welcome back to the show, Georgina. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me back again. How are you doing? <laughs> I am alive. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, what a juicy month. So much. Uh, I feel like I'm getting better and better at this growth thing. This like I'm learning how my nervous system operates. I'm learning how I process triggers. Like I've built the skill of awareness to the point where like now I feel like I'm able to move through challenging experiences faster than I did two years ago. It's almost like it's it's interesting. Like I, I look at similar challenges or similar circumstances that I was in a few years ago. And I look at like, because I can, I obviously have all my journal entries and I obviously have all my podcasts that I can go back and listen to. And I can even feel the way that I'm processing things, like the speed with which I'm making meaning of all this. Like, it's like I hadn't accessed a high enough level of skill set yet in being able to like work through these triggers. And so they were taking me longer. And now I feel like, you know, just in the last few months, I've been so. I've, I've, I've gotten to a place within myself that I think like I am truly becoming my greatest consultant, my own greatest coach, my own greatest healer. Like I don't have a, yes, I have coaches. I have mentors. I have people outside of me that I go to, but like I am actually the one healing. And I feel that now more than ever, like my body's on my side, like my mind is on my side. And when things are out of alignment, like I know how to pick things up quickly and, and, and be in a tune with that. And so it's just a really big month of me being reminded of how far I've come me being reminded of the the medicine inside of like feeling our feelings and allowing ourselves to to be vulnerable with ourselves um and to really allow ourselves to to meet our edges in that vulnerability because I think at the edge of vulnerability is is where all of our power exists it's 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 that vulnerability that you know, there's a lot of different edges that we can reach at, right? Like there's edges of like potential, like, oh, I want to go and build something hard, do something hard. And even actually saying that out loud is uh, an act of vulnerability because what if you fail and what if you're seen failing? But like, that's, that's kind of where I'm just really sitting with is like just the importance of being super vulnerable with yourself and allowing yourself to die in many ways. Um, allowing parts of you to be seen, allowing different aspects of yourself to wither away in in the fires of life so that you can actually just emerge into who you really are at your core. And that's been, uh, I think, the biggest theme for me over the last several months, if this month in particular. It was just some really deep processing and feeling and allowing myself to go to places I was really resistant to going to and and finding liberation on the other side of doing that. I'm getting a sense that you're almost this vehicle moving through life and your skill of awareness has become this gift that enables you to attune to every situation and and get clear on how to move forward and when to stop and how to go deeper, et cetera. So what what do you actually mean by awareness? You mean to talk about the skill of awareness. What 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 have you cultivated for yourself? Yeah, so I mean, I think awareness is a big concept, but I actually think it's... You know, it's one that awareness is not just mindfulness. I think like when you think of awareness, 
I like to think of awareness as just consciousness itself. And when you, if you don't know what consciousness is, don't worry about it. Think of it as like, like when you're meditating, right? You have thoughts, you have emotions, you have things. And then you have the part of you that's witnessing. That witness is awareness. That witness is consciousness. That witness is where all of your power lies. Because if you can learn to work with the witness, if you can learn to embody the witness, if you can learn to stretch your arms out as the witness instead of the one who's either having something done to them or somebody who's doing something to another, like if you can just witness and observe, you you, you access a greater level of mind. And at those greater levels of mind, you can begin to problem solve, see solutions, see how you are actually creating a lot of your own suffering a lot faster. And when you can see how you are creating your suffering a lot faster, you can actually make choices knowing what tools are going to be effective at allowing you to move through the suffering. And so when I get to that level of awareness, like now I have like not just the the ability to witness myself inside of triggers, inside of highs and lows and be able to like understand, okay, like there's something happening here. And, you know, a layer beyond that, it's, it's being able to access different perspectives and, and philosophies and principles to help you actually move through it. So like for me, I know like when I have a trigger because of the way somebody says something to me or because of like something I didn't receive or something I'm afraid of, those are all triggers. But ultimately those triggers are there because I'm not truly aligning with a specific perspective on life or a specific insight that can allow me to see a greater level of, of a, a, a greater picture of why this is all happening. And so when I, when I get a trigger and I'm like in my feelings and then I'm like, you know what, Raj, like this triggers here because it's here for you to feel. So let's just go into it and feel the depths of it. Let's feel the fear. Let's feel the shame. Let's feel the sadness. Let's feel the anger. Let's just allow yourself to go there and just vomit. I just, you know, I have our trigger log, the liberate trigger log that I use that for. Like I've got my journal entries that I'm using that for. I'm just allowing myself to just let it out. And in that letting out and in that processing, I then eventually get to a place of acceptance and surrender, which is ultimately, I think the medicine that we're all seeking Right? Like accepting ourselves for having these feelings, accepting a situation for being as it is, accepting other people for showing up the best they've got. Like there's a level of acceptance that I think happens when we just allow ourselves to go deeper. And that acceptance is the greater level of mind. I think that is what I've learned to access now more readily on demand. Like I forgive way faster than I used to. I accept things way faster than I used to. I surrender into the flow of life way faster than I used to. It's like, it's like I've seen so many iterations of this happen now in my life that like when it shows up, I'm just like, oh, this is the path. This is what I need to do in order to move through it. I don't have to like process it. I'm just like allowing it. And in that allowance, I think is what, like allowance is what's working with consciousness. Like you're, you're like there's like life is moving at a speed whether you believe it or not. Life has got its own rhythm and tempo. It's got its own geometry. Like there's a, there's a sacredness to the way that life is just happening. We happen to be participants inside of this. And so when we can kind of learn to access that level of awareness around the the coherent the coherence of the field and start to see the brilliance of that, 
I think it gives me at least the, the, the ability to, to work through and move through my own personal challenges with a lot more ease and grace. And sometimes ease and grace does mean just feeling my feelings, which doesn't always feel graceful. Sometimes it's super messy and you're like all over the place and you're crying and you're embarrassed that you're crying and you're like, but that's part of the process. The process of it's, it's the process of being human and de stick and, and removing the shame from being fully authentically expressed. And, and I think that's been a big part of my journey is being the most authentic version of myself that I can. It's not about being the most masculine man or, or being the most feminine feminine. It's like, no, I just want to be the most authentic version of myself and own myself fully and meet each moment with the range of me, whether it's super confident, happy, let's go, or just super sad and vulnerable and scared and be able to hold space for all of that because that is the human experience. We as souls did not come into this human body to like to just choose one type of an experience. <laughs> souls came from this, like my belief, I believe souls live inside of this, like this oneness, this kind of consciousness that's just always perfect, right? This ever-flowing kind of frequency of life. And then the souls look down at like human. They look at this whole land of, of all this and they're like, wow, they can feel sadness. They can feel anger. They can feel all these feelings. So then the soul chooses to come back to the human form. But the gift of remembering that oneness is so juicy that the soul actually gets amnesia when they come into human form. So they forget this perfection of life. And I think that's ultimately where I've been really landing is like all of my challenges, everything I've ever been through is about helping me access the remembrance that life is actually perfect, that I'm an infinite soul on an endless timeline. And I will continue having experiences and challenges and heartbreaks and heart openings and ecstatic love just pouring into my life. I will have all of it. And I'm not on a timeline to get anything done. And it just removes the pressure. Like we can just be alive inside of this experience and trust the experiences that are showing up. And so that's what I mean. I know this is a long-winded answer and I went on a few different tangents, but I think that's what I'm really getting to is like I've learned to work with my awareness because I've learned to embody a lot of these principles. And these principles that I have in my iPhone note that I read to myself every morning or when I'm triggered, I go back to are the ones that allow me to stay in this flow, this, this flow with life instead of me trying to do anything. Like I am a massive action taker, but I don't hustle. Um, and so that's kind of been the shift for me in the last, uh, in the last month. Okay. So you said, so you need, <laughs> you said that was a really cool answer. Now there was one thing you said, so that was like really pricked my attention. So I'd love to say if we can just go back to that as one explores a bit further. So you said about how the universe has its own timeline and it's on its own like path and we're humans interacting on that timeline. There's almost these two time bubbles kind of colliding and, and trying to move along together. Um, and you also said quite a few times about the speed of moving through things and the pace, et cetera. So I'm curious to know like your take on, on the speed that, at which we move through life and the advantage of speed like speeding things up but also can you say some more about this notion of um almost life having a movement and then humans trying to kind of um attune to that movement and that pace well i mean one of my favorite books in the world is the surrender experiment by michael singer i've talked about that a lot on the show and how much it's changed my life and i think that's what he's really speaking to in that like life has a beautiful flow 
and life is happening before you were born and after you're dying. Right, so it's important to remember that, and I think that's where like the infinite soul and endless timeline. Like I have capacity beyond measure to create anything and have anything I ever wanted in my life, and I have all the time in the world to experience exactly what I was put here to experience. And there's a level of trust and faith in higher power in God in life that I think is required in order to access this level of operating. And I think for me, like that's been a lot of my work is like connecting to my inherent deservingness. Like that's, you know, we talked about that on last week's last month's reflection episode, which was like, you know, can I just connect to the, the pure value of being born and how much joy I brought to my grandmother when I came into this planet just for being nothing else. And like, I've been really learning to connect to that even deeper. Like, can I just connect to the fact that like, I don't have to be super successful or have a ton of money or be further on in my life to be in love and have kids and, 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 and to experience the things I want in my life. I don't have to be anywhere in order to be validated or have the things that I want in my life. I just get to be and be alive because I'm an endless soul on an infinite timeline and I'm inherently deserving of anything I've ever wanted in my life, regardless of how much I do have or become like there is a, there's an inherent love and trust in life, loving you so much for just being inherently alive that she wouldn't actually give you, she, she's not, if you trust her and if you trust in spirit and if you just follow that path, like she's not going to walk you off a cliff. She might give you challenges. She might give you experiences that are going to open you up to more. But at the end of the day, like that's where the benevolent spirit of life, of Gaia, of Pachamama, of earth, of nature, of the stars, of whatever we want to call this energy of life, this consciousness, that's where there's a, a choice point that we get to make to just trust in the benevolence of it. And I'm not saying that everybody can do this. And I'm not saying that there isn't hardship and challenge and suffering and awful shit happening all over the world. And I'm not saying that, you know, like this, this whole thing is, is justifying any of that. I'm using this more as a, as a personal frame, like as a personal frame, can we all allow ourselves to just feel inherently deserving of all the things we've ever wanted in our lives? And also recognize that we get to show up fully, that we get to become the most vibrant and authentic versions of ourselves. Like it's not something we have to do. It's a, it's, it's a getting to do. Like I don't have to be amazing. I just want to be because I am. I don't have to achieve all these things. I just want to because it creates more opportunity and more choice points for me. But there's not. And, and that's what's been this month has been huge of just untangling like I've just done so much deep healing and work and feeling around like connecting to my inherent enoughness regardless of my failures regardless of the mistakes I made regardless of the people I hurt regardless of like underneath all of the choices I've made there's just a really good 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 human being inherently good in his heart and just connecting to that has been so healing and such a big part of my process. And I think why I feel so grounded today in August and why I feel so optimistic and hopeful for my life and where things are headed and, and not being afraid of dying at the end of the day. Like I'm, I'm sure when, you know, this lesson keeps coming back for me since my first ayahuasca ceremony, 
where I was so resistant to feeling my own death. And then on the other side of feeling my death, I just felt pure aliveness, more alive than I'd ever felt. And I realized that like I wasn't dying. There were parts of me dying. Right. And like, and it's just coming back to that remembrance of just remembering that like there are parts of me that are going to continue dying, but like the real me is never going to die. He's just going to continue being an endless soul in an infinite timeline. And he's going to have so much time, so much time to experience everything he's ever wanted. And he does not have to settle. He does not have to rush. He does not have to be impatient. He gets to just experience all of this because even the shitty things, when he looks back on his life in five years, he's going to be like, wow, do you remember that time when you had to go through all that shit? God, things are so good right now. I miss those days. It's like the there's a beautiful um, uh, perspective that I, I learned a few years ago from Stuart Savatsky, who was on my podcast. And he, um, he was at a retreat, and he was we were t- deep tantra teacher. And he was teaching just devotional love towards the people in our lives. And one of the perspectives he shared was like, like if you're, if someone you loved, like your parent or somebody past and you start to have you noticed that like when you or someone you love when they pass like all the things that used to annoy you about them are the things you actually miss like you 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 begin to talk about them fondly like you're like oh remember that time when like this is drove me crazy but it's like the things you remember and always stuck with me because like that's ultimately what i'm speaking to is like we have this aversion to appreciating the challenge the shittiness the muck but it's the shitty stories that create the good stories it's the shitty moments that create the good stories the memories that we get to look back on the the qualities about ourselves that came from those those gristling moments in life that that we are so proud of I mean, what a gift to give ourselves the ability to just meet life fully and recognize that in five years, 10 years, we're going to be fucking grateful for all this. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me, what you're kind of, what you're kind of explaining is that notion that I think a lot of our culture like celebrates success. It celebrates things going well. It celebrates like the upward climb. This is our cultures like that. But then if you look at nature, nature isn't just always growing actually the seasonality of of life on this earth does include autumn and winter where things die and decompose so that new things can be born from that and I think you're right we do need to be better at acknowledging the many deaths that happen through life as part of the experience here and not be embarrassed about them or not be afraid to, to share them and speak about them because we can't if we keep growing that's not natural either that's not healthy like we, we need these moments of pause and reflection and, and release and letting go so we can become that new version of ourselves. So I think this is so powerful, like giving this light to things don't always go well. Things Sometimes things are really difficult, but that doesn't mean you're in a bad place. It just means you're in this releasing phase. And, you know, I, I had a really beautiful conversation this month with um, a friend of mine, Philip McKernan, uh, you guys will get to meet him on the podcast soon. Um, he's just one of the deepest thinkers and coaches, like one of the most prolific coaches I've ever had a chance to be with. And, um, and Philip, we were talking and, you know, we were talking about his creative process and how, you know, about every four years, like 
no matter how successful the program he's created is or how successful his business is, he's found that like he's always had this intuitive hit to just shut it cold turkey. No matter how much money it's bringing, he just shuts it down. And his customers are always like, what's happening? Why? Like, but he's done this enough times to where like when he, like he trusts that like when death is inevitable, because death is inevitable. I will say that again for anybody who does not realize that we are all going to die. Things may live beyond us. Sure. There are legacies we can leave, but all creative things. Burning Man is a great example of this. Why, what I, what I love about Burning Man so much is that like, for 10 days, people spend the entire year investing millions of dollars and thousands of hours building the most extravagant art installations only to burn it all down and not leave a trace in 10 days. That is what we are speaking to, the impermanence of our creations of life. And so Philip, like, like when he said that, it like brought up a lot of anxiety for me because, you know, uh, and I'll share this for everyone on the podcast, but like this month, uh, we announced that we were shutting down our coffee program at Java Press, which was my first company. And it was a, a big decision for me because, you know, it's been a business that we've been building for years. So it was like my first soiree in entrepreneurship and where I got success the first time. And, um, and, and intuitively, although I love our customers, I love what we've been able to do over the years and all the the incredible impact we've been able to make in different countries and different farmers. Like I, I just knew intuitively that like it's time it is time to, because I can feel the birthing of liberate. I can feel the seed of potential that's happening there and to hold on to something because it's making sense on paper or because it's this or because it's that creates this really friction point like where like there's the messy middle right and the transition and dying like dying can either be super painful because we're resisting it or it can be a graceful ecstatic in fact the tibetan buddhists um believe that by preparing for your death this is a big part of tibetan buddhism like by preparing for your death and learning how to die the buddhists actually believe that you could reach nirvana which is you could actually experience like the end of the game which your soul will not need to reincarnate. You will just go back to oneness, which is the ultimate spiritual thing. And so that's what they believed about death. And so like when we, when I look at it from that standpoint, it's like, wow, like if we shifted our relationship to transitions, those transition points, whether it's a breakup a relationship or in, it doesn't have to be forever. It's more like just like, like transition points. If we can shift our relationship to these death birth kind of cycles and be mindful of where we're at, in the process, which is, I love that you mentioned seasonality, right? Like, cause you're tracking the seasons of where you are. This is why reflection is such a powerful process. This is why I'd reflect because it allows me to be very aware of my seasons. I recently, um, oh, I guess you guys just, uh, listened to a podcast with Andy page, but like, you know, astrology has been a big part of my last few months where like, I've been leaning into actually like taking my seasons and trying to look above and looking at the sacred geometry of like, there's a whole world of science of astrology that I'm like super blown away by right now. <laughs> like I'm actually going to be bringing on more experts to go deeper into astrology and how it's used as a tool for reflection and planning. And like, there's a whole wave there. Um, but Andy Page's episode did a good like precursor. Um, but so it's like, I, I, I recognize that there's these seasons and, and I think that's where it's, it's not something that's taught in schools. 
Unfortunately, this is like the school of life, right? So it's on us to learn. It's on us to develop the awareness and the practice. It's on us to uh, to, to have the the mindfulness of these concepts, right? Like you're, if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you are somebody who's aware of this now. And so, you know, I, and I don't know if death will ever be like full on enjoyable for me. Like I, I, I do feel the sadness and I don't know if I've fully shifted my relationship to sadness to where like, I don't want to feel sadness anymore. Like I, I sometimes don't want to feel sadness. Like I just want to be happy. I've gotten better at accepting my sadness when it shows up and not trying to change it or shift it. I just feel it and be with the grief and honor it for what it is. Um, doesn't make dying any less painful or, or projects ending or relationships transitioning or it doesn't make any of that any less painful. But what's dying is the part of me that I'm leaving behind. It's like there's a all of these are like there are parts of you that are just dying. And the less we can resist all of these parts of us dying, the more we can just allow the truth of us to emerge. And the birthing is really fucking exciting. It's really potent and it's really creatively inspired and it's really magical and juicy and yummy. And it's like there's a, a whole dance to the creation of of what's true to you to come through. And that's speaking as an artist, like I'm as much as I am an entrepreneur, I am I feel like I resonate more with like a visionary and artist like who's kind of using life as a canvas and business entrepreneurship happens to be one of the paintbrushes I use. But it's like that that level of connectivity to the poles, the birthing and the dying, I think is what creates the juice of of life. It is the life force. And the more we can connect to that, I think there's just power, power, power beyond belief, healing power beyond belief, by the way. Like by allowing those parts of you to die, like it's surrender. And surrender is the medicine. Surrender is spiritual medicine. It's like what like pours through your nervous system and washes out all of the stress. And then when the stress is gone, the body can begin to heal and miracles happen. So I totally, totally agree. And again, for me, I always turn to nature to try and discover what, what is the absolute truth and, totally. and what you're describing. Can you imagine if we were just in a perpetual spring or a perpetual summer, like there'd be no, there'd be no compost. There'd be no birth and rebirth. And, and in the winter when everything's barren, we think, oh, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. But under the soil, like magic is happening. And we see the birth of that in the spring and summer. So I think you're right. If we can create this different relationship with the birth and rebirth cycle that happens in our own lives, like can we allow those parts of us to die? Can we lay those parts of us down and be grateful for the, the version of us that brought us this far, knowing mm. that a new version needs to step forward from this point? Um, and I'd love to bring this back to awareness because it feels to me, as you were describing this kind of awareness, that if you have this awareness and you're developing that ability, you can better surrender, you can better navigate the birth and the death and the rebirth cycle. So can you talk a bit a little bit about that, about how you've been able to like sense when it's time to let go and, and to and release things? Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, by the way, your questions are awesome. Like I, I really have to say, like you've gotten just over the years, I've just been witnessing your questions get so deep and so like poignant. So I'm just really appreciating that. Um, wow. Uh, I, I want to say now it's a knowing. Like I've cleared out so much of my 
the noise in my mind and like I have a feeling like I have a very clear connection to my intuition and my heart. And so like when I'm experiencing something, I intuitively know what this is here to teach me. Like I can like see the lesson in it. I can see the benefit of me getting this lesson and what that's going to create for my life. And so like there's a, it's, it's, I don't know if the skill is like future casting or it's like being uh, coming back to like infant soul endless timeline. Like the way that I think about this is like if I'm an infinite soul on an endless timeline, I can access wisdom from any point in my life. So like I could actually go to a future self and ask myself and a journaling process of like, what is the gift that's came through for this? Like, why am I so grateful for this already? It's like, I can actually go through the exercise and then like whatever I feel and just channel it and just be like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like those gifts are coming. And so like, there's this ability for me to just kind of sense that like, like this is what this is. And now I know myself enough to where I've seen my patterns. Like I've seen my repeating patterns. Like, you know, like I feel like transformation is like an upward spiral. So like you work through one layer of your core wound and then like you go up, 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 and then you come again and you hit the next layer of your core wound and it's like up, 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 and you skip the next one and you're just going to keep doing that until you fully absolve whatever the lesson was for that curriculum that your soul came into this life with, right? Or it's never ending. I don't know what the answer is. It could be both, right? So we'll just play with the mystery of not knowing what's actually happening. But what I know to be true for me is that every single time I work through a layer of something, all I do is I get to, like, it's like I have awareness of now, like, okay, this this pattern, this trigger showing up. This trigger showing up in this container of my life, whether it's relationship or business or health, right? Let's just say those three is the big ones. Or, or like, something is showing up. Now I can look back and say, like, okay, like, knowing myself, knowing my patterns, knowing my beliefs, knowing the what the hell I am, knowing my psyche, what is the most potent medicine for me here? Because this thing keeps showing up. So like, what am I not allowing myself to feel? What am I not allowing myself to admit to myself? What am I in denial of? What am I so afraid of being true? And can I just let myself go there? Because I don't want to repeat this pattern again. I know that in order for me to get, I know now that in order for me to create a life where the same things don't continue happening, where I don't attract the same partners or the same frequencies or the same experiences, like if I want something new and more authentic and more connected to who I am in my core, I have to just process and feel. Because the feeling is the way that the body actually begins to alchemize and metabolize what's there. It's like the body releasing or releasing, right? Like, and it can release in a lot of different ways, like purging, releasing, crying, shaking, moving, whatever it is, wherever the, the energy is stored, it's like physiologically what needs to happen for us to metabolize and move this. And then on the other side of that, coming back to the insights, the insights are all going to be similar. Like you're going to continue getting similar insights and similar reminders of like, oh yeah, this is the lesson that I worked through last time, but I just got a different layer and more context for it. And then you just keep working through it and it's like the lesson becomes more rich so that now as you have a more rich sort of principle set or more rich lesson set, when you keep attracting or running into the next layers of the wound, you can just work through it because you're like, I, I have the tool, the ultimate principle, the ultimate insight, the ultimate set of experiences and past patterns that I've worked through to help me navigate this. So you just get faster at it because you're not really figuring it out for the first time you've done. And that's why I think doing this type of work is a compound interest. 
you don't see the benefits right when you're in it. You see the benefits later on when you've worked through enough of your triggers and enough of your patterns and you've become a, a being. Like you've truly evolved as a, as a being. I feel like I'm evolving faster than most people in my life because of this nature of like because of this nature of growth, this nature of soul level growth. And that's ultimately what I'm really inspiring is the ability for all of us to continue refining our skill sets to work with our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, to become aware of our tra traumas and our patterns that are getting in the way of, of, of the things we actually want, the, the, the courage to go into our, into, into our shit, into our shadow, the willingness to be seen and to allow our egos to, to die. Like there's so many qualities that I can call that kind of go into the awareness bucket, but ultimately that's what we're really cultivating and, and bringing forth through this, this line of inquiry and this important body of work. I love this notion about the awareness being the spiral, like this process of growth and healing as a spiral um, experience. And you mentioned about like circling around your core wound. Um, what what do you feel is the core wound you're working with right now? Would you would you be willing to share that? I did go through a process of like as we were like you know shutting down our coffee program, feeling like a failure. Like, like. I mean, that was a big one for me and like the shame associated with failing um, and not being worthy of love or worthy of affection or worthy of uh, being desired because I am failing in some department related to success and money and, you know, all that stuff. And so there's a whole layer of that, which is and my core wound in that is that like, I'm not enough as I am, right? So like that's the core wound. Like I'm not enough as I am, so I have to do more, be more, have more, accomplish more in order to be enough. And then when I'm enough, I'll finally get all the things that I want. So that's like the core wound that's been, that's just been in my life for years and I continue working through. That's why like for me, the insight that continues coming back to me is the inherent deservingness. Like anytime I feel like I have to be more than I am to have something in my life that I want, I just come back to that inherent deservingness. No, that's that's not true. I can have anything I want at any point in my life because I'm just inherently deserving of it. I don't have to do anything. I can just be, I can be the laziest bum on the planet and I can get the most beautiful woman of my dreams or I can be, I, and, and I'm not saying that's true, right? There's a difference between that being true and just me feeling the feeling of it. Because I can feel the feeling of inherent deservingness in whatever story is going to help me feel that. And then go do all the things that I want to do anyways. Like become worthy of, of whatever I want in my life. Like work my ass off for the things that are important to me. Like, argh, you know, I can go do that. And the foundation gets to be inherent deservingness. That I don't have to do any of this. But I want to, and I get to, and I choose to because it makes me feel good about myself. I love working out and pushing my body to its limits. I love being ripped. It's my, it's my favorite. And like, I used to not, well, I used to like, it was more like a punishment. I'd go to the gym because I like, I, I, it's like, I, I was doing it for other people. I was doing it for women. I was doing it for, um, like sports or I was like doing it for other reasons. And now I'm just like, I just love the way my body feels when I'm fully in it. And I'm pushing its limits and I'm like getting ripped. Oh man, it feels great. It's a different energy. It's coming from that inherent deservingness, which is just infinite. So that's kind of like my, what I'm working through, my core wound, nature's been, and, and 
the ultimate on the other side of like, um, and like there's deeper ones, which are like, you know, not feeling like there's, there's so many, I don't want to go deeper into my psyche. Um, you know, maybe Wait, you've, you've done brilliant. Let's <laughs> just say, and yeah. like, what I'd like to ask you is like, having this clarity on what the core wound is that you're working on, like knowing that's the piece you're chipping away at. Because I know you kind of found this through your liberate process and other things. How does it feel to be like, yes, that's why that's happening because of that problem and that issue, but now I can resolve it. Like, how does it feel to have that crystal clarity on the challenge you need to work through? By the way, guys, if if you guys want to go through what I'm going through right now and like get all this, just go to rajana.com forward slash liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R-8. Join a mapping program. I think the lowest price one we have right now is like $137. It's nothing. And you'll get to go through the whole process of like logging your triggers, tracking your triggers to your core wounds, and then coming up with a a really solid plan for you to begin working through it and begin actually creating these spiral upwards. So if you're interested, head there. Um, What was your question? I just wanted to make sure I said that because it was a perfect opportunity for saying that. (laughs) Yeah, we've got to talk about the process because it's so incredible. But I'd love to know, like, what what does it mean to you as someone who is, let's say, obsessed with personal growth and, like, discovering the fullest version of you? Like, what does it mean to be able to say with confidence and clarity, that's what I need to resolve? That's the piece I need to find peace with. Like, what does that mean for you? Ah, man, it's just, like, it's so grounding. Like, you know, I've been really sitting with this idea of, like, yes, I have a mission in this life. Like, I have a vision for my life and things I want to accomplish and people I want to help and things I want to do. But my greatest mission is a spiritual mission. My greatest mission is to evolve as a soul. That has been my core mission in my life. And I just, and so when I, when I identify these core wounds and these core stories and these core aspects of self that are not true, it's so rewarding this is the most gratifying journey of a lifetime to be able to release the aspects of myself that are not true so i can be the most authentic loving kind just whole version of me and if that's all i did in my lifetime that will be so great because the amount of people i'll help by just being whole is incalculable like, and that's the gift that I just feel so strongly in this work. It's like, it's not something that, yes, in many ways, it does directly sometimes lead to more money. It definitely leads to more fulfilling relationships. I'll tell you that. And most often than not, you will get healthier by doing this type of work and learning to release your core wounds and heal your nervous system and, and recalibrate who you are to who you really are. Like, like, yes, there's a lot of benefits that can come. But the fulfillment and the nourishment and the depth of feeling like just that you get from just realizing something about yourself that you didn't realize, like seeing a part of you that you thought was actually you, but realizing, oh my God, like that's not me and I can actually get rid of it and come back to like a a, a version of me that isn't broken, quote unquote. And the thing is like, we're never broken. We're just out of alignment. And like this gift that we get to give ourselves going on this path, it's just, it's, it's endless. It's amazing. It's juicy. It's yummy. I, I live for it. I have, this is why I've dedicated my life to this. This is like my mission. This, like the podcast is like even season two of the podcast, right? This is like, it's the first episode of season two besides like the intro episode, right? So like everything is like 
this is what I'm stepping into. This is my life. And I have a company that helps people do this too. And like, but this is what I just, I, I, I think this is the biggest gift we can give ourselves is committing to a growth of, of spiritual unraveling, which can be very messy and very difficult and very, and, and very hard because it sometimes requires hard conversations and things dying and project shifting and relationships ending. And, and so it's not for everybody. I will say that if it's, it's not, not every, not every soul is meant to awaken. I think that's what I've come to also appreciate. It's just like, loving people exactly where they're at and not forcing them to go down a journey that they're not ready to, or their soul didn't choose to. And for those who are ready to awaken into more, what a gift that we get to give ourselves by doing that in community together. Right? Like that's the big, and that's why like even at liberate, like like our community is what is the big gift. Like you go, you log your triggers, you go through our mapping processes, you come up with a plan, but having a community to cheer you on as you do the things like self-forgiveness, like self-love, like making time to rest your nervous system, like having those things be celebrated instead of like, how much money did you make? Or like, what did you accomplish this month? Or like for the metrics to go from doing to being, that is the gift. Because when you can practice that in a little dojo, like a community, and then you take that into your life, you just start to shift the quality of your life and then you become the biggest billboard for impact because now you're inspiring everyone around you to do more being instead of doing and that's ultimately what we need i i I feel like that's what the the universe is asking it's not asking for more extraction it's not asking for more like pushing it's there's a softening and a resting and an allowing and a flow that the universe is already moving at that she is begging us to come back to and we are awakening at a speed that has never been happened before psychedelics are more rampant there's more podcasts like this one that are just talking about stuff like this openly for free like we are in such a brilliant time for all of us to awaken into truth and in that truth all there's love and in that love is just pure um connection at the end of the day and uh, it's ultimately what i'm here to inspire and, and to support so well i mean i totally agree and it was just like just amazing like, seeing your eyes light up when you started to talk about liberate i can i just you know it's just so evident that this is what you're here to do and and the person that you are i just i just just want to reflect that about you that you you know your eyes just just said it all like how much this means to you mm. and, and i would echo I, I totally agree with you we've been on this path of extraction and exploitation of each other and the resources on this planet and, and the earth and we've been stripped of community we're not meant to be living in isolated bubbles. We're supposed to be in this together. We're supposed to be in community together, like nurturing and supporting and caring for each other. And not for financial financial reasons necessarily, but you know, for love and connection and support and care. And I know that you know those values are at the heart of what you're doing at Liberate and such it's such important work and such valuable work. And um, I mean, just hearing you say that like what it feels like to know what you need to work on. Like, can you imagine if you've gone through your life not realizing at the core there was this fear of being seen to fail? And now you know that you can see all the behaviors that you're doing, the actions you're doing, like why you were doing those. And then you can question yourself, like, do I actually want to keep doing this because it's not making me happy and I'm not getting the outcome I want? Because I know this too, because I've had this experience when you're waiting for external validation or for certain people to, to validate certain things about you. It's just never enough. It's it's never. just an insatiable hole that is never filled because 
you've got to come back to yourself and as you say it's about being like who are we being who are we being and and I love how you just make such a strong stand for that because you know you've created this incredible community this support network around you and just love emanates from you all the time and <laughs> it's amazing anyway thank you. I love you thank you uh for anybody what's also beautiful about season two guys is that all of these are going to be on YouTube so if you're listening to this and you actually want to just watch us have this conversation, you can go to YouTube and this little conversation will be there. So you can do that. Um, but on the other side, I mean, he starts talking about the way about his work. <laughs> like you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think what's just come so abundantly clear is like, we are the light we've been looking for. And, you know, ever since, you know, Gina and I's kind of relationship transition, like, I, uh, I've just been really connecting to like just choosing myself and anytime I feel like looking for validation externally or like needing someone else to tell me that I'm doing a great job or anything like that, it's like, can I come back to myself and just feel the fullness of divine love that exists within me? That is my inherent birthright, right? That a divine column of love that is just so peaceful and so calm and so graceful and that to me is that loving awareness, like Ram Das calls it, I am loving awareness for a reason. That loving awareness is that, that, that infinite nature of the awareness that just holds all of life. And it is perfect. And I think it's really easy to forget that. And I, this is why I'm forced to consistently remind myself. That's why I do this podcast, because it is a monthly reminder for me to look at all the blessings and to see the beauty that is emerging in all of this. And, and I, and I just really want to leave people with that. Like, like this is why we do the work so that you can just feel finally, regardless of how fast you're going or what's been happening, that like things are going to be okay. And you are so fucking enough. So fucking enough. It's unreal. I'm super excited for season two. Like, welcome season two. Welcome into the world, into, into people's ears and people's eyes and people's hearts. Like, I know that you, know, you just have such big intention and beautiful intentions and vision for what this podcast can offer people. So, Raj, if if people could just take away one thing about like the potency and your desire for what Stay Grounded season two is going to offer them, what would you what would you want to sell them? Ah, man. I mean. I mean, just more of more authenticity, more, more real grounded talk. Um, you know, I, I, and you're just more me, like at the end of the day, like it's just more me. I'm growing and I'm evolving and I'm letting things go that just aren't me. And so what you're left with is just more of me. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll either love that, you'll either love that or you just won't. And that's... And that's kind of the way I've, uh, I'm just going to keep leaning in. So, um, yeah, same amazing guest conversations, just more tools, more processes, more perspectives that are really anchored in like what's working for me. And, and now there's, you know, you can obviously go to liberate and get support yourself from myself, from my community of amazing coaches and practitioners and teachers. Um, and so, yeah, we're all on this ride together and I just feel very grateful that, you know, all of you listening, I don't know if you started listening on day one or you came in today. Whenever you came in, thank you for coming in. I'm so grateful for this whole journey and 
very excited for just the, the next wave of anything that gets to come. So awesome. And let's just do a little experience of awareness in like in live time because usually we end the podcast with a question it's like Raj how did you stay grounded last month does that feel like the right question for season two do you feel like you want to continue with that question or is there a new question you'd like I mean I think we can shift I mean let's sit on that one I haven't thought about it but we could uh, I mean if you have a thought Georgina like what do you want to ask what do I want to ask oh who are you becoming Raj I, I I like that. I think that's been a big theme of like, instead of staying grounded, how can we become grounded? How can we become this column of love? Uh, and how I've been doing that and how I am doing that is by this month, it was remembering the principle that I have, I'm an endless soul on an infinite timeline and I have so much, so much, so much time to experience everything I'm here to experience and more. And so it just kind of removed the pressure of the stress. Like when I just connect to that, like I'm not stressed, like I don't get triggered. I'm just like, I can meet each trigger with just this remembrance of like, no, like just trust. If you, if you don't have what you want right now, it's just not right. Not the right time. And that's, and just trust that everything you do have right now is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> There's a lot to be grateful for and a lot to experience and a lot to enjoy in this moment. So just keep enjoying my friend. So that's how I'm be that's how I've that's how I'm becoming more and more grounded is by remembering principles like the one I just mentioned. Yeah, I love that. Such a powerful principle. I wrote that down. I've written it down because I want to sit and reflect on that for myself as well. It's so thanks for sharing that with us. And mm-hmm. again, thank you for being thank you for being so open as always and for sharing vulnerabilities. Thanks for letting us see that because that gives me permission. I'm sure other people feel the same. It gives me permission to be that little bit more vulnerable with myself and other people and be more real and authentic. I just feel we need more of that in the world right now. So thank you for mm. being an example of that. Mm. Thank you for thank everything you, you do. So thank you to season one. We're so grateful for season one and everything it taught us. And I'm super excited for season two. Yay, we're doing it. Everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old beloved friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash liberate. That is L-I-B-E-R-8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one offerings. I love you guys and I'll see you next week.